Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the channel. Today, I'm hitting you with some more classic Entitled Parent stories. Entitled Aunt thinks a $550 collectible console is worthless and I should just give it to my cousin because it's just the cheap old thing. So for some backstory, growing up I was always a PS guy but was always fascinated with Nintendo, mostly due to my love for the Pokemon anime, but I could never justify to my parents why I needed one. But recently I bought a Nintendo 64 Pikachu edition, brand new, never opened. For those who don't know, Pikachu edition Nintendo 64 is a very rare console, but even rarer are the sealed versions. They currently go for $550 for the sealed and $250 for the open ones, and graded ones are $1,225. I was going to get mine graded before this. Recently, my aunt came over to my house because my cousin wanted to meet me. He's an amazing kid, definitely his dad's influence. His mother, on the other hand, is the exact definition of an entitled lady. For example, one day she locked herself in a room with rat poison and threatened to drink it if my other aunt and uncle didn't leave her house because she didn't want any guests that day. She's a very interesting creature to say the least. So I was out and I told them to take the keys from my neighbor and enter the house and just make themselves comfortable. After a short while, I came home and to my shock and horror and everything in between, I found my Nintendo 64 opened with a Pokemon cartridge in as both of them were playing. I asked in shock, what were they doing and she said in the most monotonous tone what we're just playing steaming with anger i asked her do you realize what you've done she said what it's not like he's gonna break it and anyway it's really old and weak anyway you should get better things at that point i thought to myself there's no point arguing with her since people like her just never understand so i just gave up and played with my cousin by the way after playing for some time i realized why people really like these retro pokemon games they're fun after it was all said and done it was time for her to leave and as the kid was sat in the car she asked me if i could give my console to my cousin as he really liked it i straight up refused she said it's just a cheap old thing you can buy like a million of them just give him this i said that she could buy a stock nintendo 64 for quite cheap but i was not giving them this one she said that it was my duty to give him this console as he is basically my brother I refused and she huffed and puffed and said, fine, I'll buy it from you and handed me a 20 saying, keep the change. Yeah, this would not cover even the empty box, which itself is $60. And I told her that it was worth 550, but she just huffed and said, if I didn't want to give her this, I should have just said so. What? You said so in the beginning. Jesus, this logic is crazy. This finally broke me as I said, do you know that you just removed $200 worth of value from it? You should have paid me for this instead of offering me a 20 then huffing at me just because dad and uncle never tell you no it doesn't mean i won't hearing this she just stood there in shock i think her brain was not able to register what just happened as she sat in her car she regained consciousness and shouted i will tell your father about this she rolled up her windows and left now people no one likes her not even my father so that is the least of my worries it's just good that i will never have to hear from her again in many ways that's almost worth the 200 dollars i lost in value of the console 
And here's a little update. The best thing happened. My dad called me and apparently my aunt complained about me. He said it's okay, he will have a talk with me. And he called me and said this. You yelled at her for opening the game? Yup. Okay, she was wrong. Yes. So how's everything else? And normal conversation ensued. Now, while I don't know too much about Pokemon, to be honest, I do understand that there are a lot of collector's items out there, such as this game, it seems, that are worth a heck of a lot of money. Now, fair enough, your entitled aunt definitely didn't realize its value when she opened it, but that doesn't excuse her actions. Just because your cousin might have wanted to play, it doesn't mean she can touch something that's not hers. That is entitled parent logic, and it's just wrong. Moving on to our next story, I accidentally show an entitled kid gore. Alright, so I was at my aunt's house while my mum was at a meeting. My cousin is very entitled, rarely disciplined, and very young. She's not absolutely horrible, but there is a lot of stuff she gets away with that she shouldn't. To put it simply, I finished my homework and decided to finally look at the anime series I bought with my gift card money, Danganronpa. I hope I'm pronouncing that somewhat correctly. It was the first season of the anime which was an adaptation of the first game, Trigger Happy Havoc. If you haven't played the game, watched the anime, or paid r slash Danganronpa a visit, basically it's that Makoto, Naigi, and 14 other students are trapped in Hope's Peak High School and can't leave. There is a way to leave and that is if someone kills someone else and gets away with it. After a murder, there is an investigation period and then a trial. Vote for the right killer and only the actual killer gets executed. Vote for the wrong person and everyone except the murderer gets killed and the killer gets to leave. Oh, and apparently the one in charge is a black and white bear named Monokuma. So anyway, I finished the first episode and was on to the second. The first episode was the characters learning about their situation and the rules of Monokuma's twisted game. There was also the scene with the motive videos and Meizono freaks out. After that episode was done, I moved on to the second episode and was well into it and it was after Negi and Sayaka Maizono decided to switch rooms. My cousin gets close and asks to watch it with me. I close my computer and say, no, this show has a content advisory and it is not for kids. But I can watch it, I'm a big girl. No, you're not. You don't want to get involved in this. And then my aunt comes up to us. Why aren't you letting your cousin watch? This show is not for little kids. It has content advisory. Is it animated? Yes, but... Then it's a cartoon, and cartoons are for kids like her. But this one isn't. Do it! My aunt then goes on a spiel about how it's her house and I should listen to her. I reluctantly agree and everything is going smoothly. So we get to the scene where Nagi wakes up and introduces the fact that every morning everyone agreed to eat breakfast together as a way to settle their nerves. I thought it would be a pretty nice scene. She immediately starts asking the names and I enjoy it. The boy with the white coat and black hair is Ishimaru. The girl with the yellow eyes and grey shirt is Fujisaki. What about her? She points to Ayo Asahina. That's Asahina. But who's that weird person? She points to Sakuru Okami. That's Okami. Why is she like that? I don't know. And then we see the next characters enter. Mondo Owada, Yamadu Himifui, and Junku Enoshima. My cousin says that Himifui kind of looks funny and I agree. And then we see the scene where Okami asks why Enoshima looks different and we see Enoshima deliver the reason. Wait a minute, Enoshima does look different. Go back. So I pause and go back to the scene with Enoshima's magazines. 
Hold on, she looks different. They don't have those face dots here, but in the scene with Enshima's response, Enoshima has the dots. I look back at the scene and it's true. My cousin noticed the lack of freckles. I tell her that it's just probably Photoshop and we go on with the episode. The next characters to enter are Kyoko Kiragiri, Leon Kawata, Celestia Ludenberg, Toko Fukawa, and Yasuhiro Hagakure. Ishimaru remarks that someone is still missing and those people are Byakuwa. These names are confusing me. Those people are Byakuya, Togami, and Maizono. And then Togami enters the scene. Is that Maizono? No, that's Togami. Himufui remarks that Maizono is supposed to be part of the early group. Naigi then freaks out and runs out to check on Maizono. This is the part I didn't see coming. Naigi enters the room Maizono is in, notices it isn't locked, and notices the mess. My cousin asks if everything is okay, and I said, I don't know if it is, and then we see Maizono's corpse in the bathroom. Fully clothed, don't get the wrong idea. But Maizono has been stabbed in the stomach with blood everywhere. The blood was pink, but the audio and the camera movements made it extremely harrowing. At this point, my cousin screams and I shut my laptop. My aunt hurries over. Cousin, are you alright? Holy cow, Maisono's dead. Why did you do that? I swear it wasn't my fault, I didn't see it coming. What did you show her? We saw a dead body, aunt. You said it was. I warned you. My cousin is crying and my aunt comforts her. I don't play on my laptop for the next five minutes. My cousin later comes up to me saying that I shouldn't feel too guilty and that she should have listened when I told her it wasn't for kids. When my mum comes to pick me up, my aunt says that I deliberately showed my cousin a gory image. I try to defend myself, but it is Nihil. When we get in the car, my mum asks me what really happened. Well, the thing is, I warned her about it, that it's not for people under the age of 13, but she wanted me to go on. At first, my cousin and I were having a good time, and then we saw a formerly unstabbed character named Sayoko Maizono dead in the shower. Were they naked? No, they were not. They were fully clothed, but there was a lot of pink blood everywhere. Pink blood? Yes, pink. It's somewhat magenta, but nonetheless pink. You said this was animated, right? Yes, I mean, I knew about the content advisory and we were having a good time for a while. I guess you really didn't see it coming. Well, you won't get any punishments from me. At our next gathering, my aunt didn't demand me to share my entertainment. Well, that's probably a good thing. You know, I think your aunt should probably take a lesson in anime. A lot of it is probably not for younger children. But then again, you could say the same with animation. A lot of that isn't for younger children as well. A load of animation and cartoon stuff is for adults these days, as a lot of adults enjoy that form of content. It's definitely not for the younger audience. But yeah, I think your aunt needs to educate herself a little bit and also not be so entitled next time. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Sorry, a girl is better than your son. I do jujitsu, a form of martial arts where we do sparring, which is punching or kicking, grappling, like wrestling, and self-defense. I was big for my age, five foot six by grade eight, and despite how I look, size one, I was really heavy because I was buff as anything. Now I'm still buff, but I've got hips now. So not only was I significantly taller than all the other girls in my class, but I outweighed them all as well. I was also really good, moving up the belts quickly, and in the two years I 
I had earned every youth belt and was now on my junior black, which is the same as an adult orange. But I was still in the kids class since I was only 13, a late birthday. Well, a new kid joins, and he had been at a different gym before and was only one belt below me. So while I had a junior black, he had a junior brown. During our opening, you line up to bow based on belt rank, and the highest is the one that greets the teacher. I always changed at the gym since I had drama club before, so when I first meet the new kid, I was in street clothing. He started going on about how great he was, etc., and could teach me something. I thought, cool, he is from a different gym, so he must know different combos and stuff. I run down to the changing room and get dressed, and join the other kids in the line. He's at the head of the line, and I step in front of him. Um, the highest belt goes first? Yeah, I'm a black and you're brown, so I go first. What? No, I'm supposed to be the highest. I shrugged and did the opening like I was supposed to because I'm a keener and always want to be on the good side of my teachers. This happens for every class. Other roles of the highest belt are to get the gear out for others, help lead warm-up and be used when the teacher shows a new technique. I do it all since I'm the highest belt. Now when it came to sparring and grappling, we often had odd numbers so I would work with the teacher and he would show me new advanced stuff because due to my size, when I compete I often went against people much older than me. Or I worked with new white belts and showed them the basics as I could be trusted to go easy and I also knew my stuff. Now this only made the entitled kid angrier as I got special attention, which I 100% did. But I also went out of my way and came early or stayed late to practice so my teachers knew I was serious and was treated accordingly. Skip ahead and it's grading. The entitled kid was there and was going for his junior black. I was there to help and be the dummy for him to show his techniques on. After this, when he was leaving, he told me not to get used to being top belt since now we would be the same. Little did he know. All the kids left and the adults came for their grading. I stayed. I was going for my adult green. What the entitled kid did not know was that when I worked one-on-one with the teachers, I was learning stuff from the adult class. My goal was that by the time I hit high school, I would move to the adult class, so I wanted to learn as much now. Belt presentation comes, and we line up and are all handed our belts. EK gets his junior black. So now we have the same. A junior black is equal to an adult orange. The entitled kid looked at me with a smirk like he was going to be the new top dog. Then I got my adult green and the smirk was gone. That day his mum was there. I still remember what happened because I was so annoyed they treated me like trash due to a stupid reason. Teacher, how is it that she has a higher belt than my son? He's now a black belt. Is that not the best? Well, yes and no. In the kids' class, a junior black is the highest. But after that, there are adult belts. And EC McGee, 1997, is working on her adult belts. That's not right. This is a kids' class. She can't do that. Yeah, unfortunately, due to her age, she is too young for adult class. Still, she wants to learn, though. Well, then teach my son so they are the same. Do you have any idea how embarrassing it is for him to have such a scrawny girl ahead of him? He is a man, you understand? No, I don't. Since you see, the highest ranking teacher here is actually a woman and the world gold medalist for grappling. She only does adult classes and has actually taken a special interest in EC McGee 1997. That's not fair. Boys are the strong ones. If you feel that way, then I suggest you leave. Fine, but she better not be ahead of my son anymore. It's not right. 
And guess what? I wasn't. I got moved up to the adult class early. The highest ranked teacher was actually the smallest lady ever, but knew all of these crazy submission techniques and taught me them since compared to the adults, I was so small. Think 30 years old plus and all a minimum of 200 pounds. I learned more advanced skills that were only done in the adult classes. On the last Friday, the adults would go out after and get drinks. No one from the kids class was invited and none of their own children came. But little EC McGee 1997 was right there having a coke while they drank beers I was quickly adopted by the older guys and when we went out They told the servers a crazy story about how we are actually all one big family And each time the roles changed with me always being someone's daughter with kick butt teaching being my mum So I never pay for my food or drinks The entitled kid caught wind that I was in the adults class and was now going to special events and trainings Like what to do in a knife fight and both he and his mum were annoyed When his mum demanded that the entitled kid also join the adult class early They were told no and sorry You said that you didn't want me standing before your entitled kid in line And in the adult class the entitled kid would be the last ranked belt So he'd be at the end anyways I only saw the entitled kid and his mum one other time And that was at a tournament where I destroyed him I like this story a lot you know It's good to never judge a book by its cover Not only was this girl better than all the other kids Including boys in her class But the head of the whole dog was a tiny scrawny woman that just proves that you don't have to be strong to be good at karate anyway moving on to our next story now this entitled parent is even worse than the first one you have a cyst on your brain and can't work normal hours due to the pain watch my kid as a bit of background my aunt is only a few years older than i am she married her husband several years ago and they ended up having a kid together now i love my niece to pieces she is the cutest and always melts my heart that said her parents leave much to be desired for the past few years i have been dealing with a chronic illness that ended up with me having to have several surgeries my aunt and her husband have always acknowledged my issues but usually feigned indifference always wanting to know why i didn't hang out with them or seen them more often rather than how i was actually holding up i just chalked it up to the fact that they didn't really quite understand what i was going through this belief was destroyed when several months ago i was in a car crash and started experiencing intense migraines that happened without warning and seemingly without a cause my migraines would usually hit around 1 p.m and would last for the rest of the day it reached the point where i was working part of the day at the office and finishing what i could at home during this time my family was updated with my progress and how i was doing eventually i had an mri done and it was found that i had two benign cysts on my brain that was causing all of my pain and issues because of this i was rarely up past 9 30 p.m as i just wanted to sleep my pain away and wake up feeling slightly normal now this is important my aunt and her husband are fairly well off to the point where he doesn't think of anyone else except himself and his own selfish desires and will willingly rub his wealth into others faces She grew up in a fairly poor household, so she absolutely loves having money and the security that comes with it. I don't blame her as I understand that feeling, but she allows it to take over. But no matter how much money they have, they are constantly looking for friends and family to provide free childcare so they can go out and drink with their friends. Here's where the entitled parent part comes in. While dealing with my medical problems that they were well aware of at this point, they texted me several times, asking me to come over and watch their daughter while she slept so they could go out and party with friends at a local nightlife bar. She'll be sleeping, you won't have to worry about anything. Just come over and stay until we come home around midnight or so, it'll be really easy. 
I would gently remind them that I go to bed around 9.30, that midnight is way too late for me to be up, and that I have a hard enough time taking care of myself without my boyfriend helping out, let alone imagine being responsible for a two-year-old. I ended up having surgery to drain one of the cysts last week, to which I sent my aunt a photo of me the day before, and she replied with, You look really pretty for someone apparently having surgery tomorrow. I mean, what? And thought that this would finally be the end of the free babysitting questions. I mean, brain surgery, am I right? Who in their right mind would ask someone who just had brain surgery to watch their child while they're healing? You guessed it. Two days after I had been discharged from the hospital, five days after surgery, I saw her husband. Granted, I was definitely hopped up on pain meds and looking really well for someone who just went through what I did, but that doesn't excuse any of his behavior. We were talking about how I was told by my doctor to keep active and moving to reduce the risk of blood clots. And he looks at me and we have the following conversation. Hey, you can go on walks with aunt. I'm sure she would love that. That's a great idea. I would love to spend more time with her. You guys could even take the kid on walks with you. Even better, we can get some real bonding time in. You know, you can even take the kid by yourself so we can have a break and do things without her. Um... Don't worry, she's a really smart two-year-old. She knows the difference between pretend ouchies and real ouchies. It's perfect. Yeah, no. I ended up texting my aunt later that day to clarify that I would, one, love to spend time with her walking, but it would be on my terms near my home where I could easily return and be comfortable if things started feeling too overwhelming, or if my pain was too much, and two, I would under no circumstances be watching her child during my healing process. I don't care how smart she is, I can't run after her, I can't pick her up, I wouldn't even be able to drive her to the hospital if something happens. Not to mention, what if something happened to me while watching? Watching her. She wouldn't know what was happening, what to do, or know to call 911. And I'm not willing to risk traumatizing a child because her parents want to go out and have drinks with their friends. I don't care if there is a 99% chance that she'll be asleep the entire time I'm there. I'm not willing to risk the 1% chance that something does happen. And the fact that you're willing to take that risk says a lot about you as a parent. Yeah, you're absolutely right, it does. So even despite having loads and loads of money, apparently they don't want to pay for a babysitter. That is just so lazy and entitled. Anyway, that is the end of this video. Remember, go in the description or in the comments and follow me on Twitter to keep up with what I'm doing every single day. If you want more Entitled Parents, click on the screen for a nice little playlist of all my best videos. And with that being said, I will see you all tomorrow with some more Reddit content. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.